0: What is Truth? 9-11. Written by Greg Fernandez Jr. Narrated by Ryan Barry. The Israeli High Five. On May 29, 2015, John Massaria filed an FOIA request in an attempt to retrieve the data stored in the 16 computers seized by the FBI from the Urban Moving System Warehouse in New Jersey. Ken Dock. John Massaria asked for the data on the hard drives, but instead was given the following seven declassified FBI files, FBI report doc 1, 141 pages, police report 4 pages, and FOLA 2 through FOLA 6, special thanks to Ken Doc for making me aware of these files. Within three days of filing the FOLA request for data on the urban moving system hard drives, John Massari was given the declassified files in relations to this chapter. Leaving Brooklyn What were they dancing for? On September 10, 2001, several of the five Israeli nationals arrested on September 11, 2001, were spotted inside Doric Towers, located at 100 Manhattan Avenue, Union City, New Jersey. One Israeli seen exiting the ninth floor of the apartment complex claimed to be a construction worker working in the complex until 7 p.m. that night. Several residents of the Doric Towers told FBI agents that they may have seen one or more of the five Israelis on September 10th. FBI files revealed that all five Israeli nationals were together on September 10, 2001 at an apartment in Brooklyn on Lawrence Street. At least one of the five men went from the Brooklyn residence to the J&S Golf gas station before heading to the Urban Moving Systems Warehouse in New Jersey. I believe four of the five men were living in the Brooklyn apartment on September 11th. How many of the five men were in the van when the vehicle left Brooklyn? Living in the same apartment was an unnamed woman. The woman worked in New Jersey and used mass transit to get to work because she doesn't own a car. She takes a train from Brooklyn to the World Trade Center where she takes a PATH train to Journal Square. From Journal Square, she takes a cab to work. An Urban Moving Systems white Chevrolet 2000 van was used by the Israeli nationals to travel from the residence in Brooklyn, New York, to the Urban Moving Systems location in Weehonkin, New Jersey. The easy pass found by authorities revealed that the van passed through the Brooklyn, New York entrance to the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel at 7.48 a.m. An eyewitness places a white Urban Moving Systems van at j Golf Gas Station located at 1324 Willow Avenue in Hoboken, New Jersey, prior to the attacks in the World Trade Center. A gas station attendant saw a driver with short black hair, but no one else inside. Even though the attendant was certain the white van arrived before the attacks on the Twin Towers, FBI agents determined that the Israelis purchased gasoline from the Gulf Service station at approximately 2.14 p.m., which was subsequently corroborated by by reviewing the photographs taken by the Israelis that day. Did the Israelis make two stops to the same gas station on September 11th? Arriving at Urban Moving Systems An employee for Urban Moving Systems saw two of the Israelis clocking in at 8.58 a.m. That doesn't necessarily mean the two Israelis arrived at Urban Moving Systems at 8.58 a.m. One of them was on the internet and began reading about the events on CNN.com and YNIT.com, an Israeli newspaper. After learning that the WTC was struck by airliners, A female employee of Urban Moving Systems told FBI agents that all the employees went outside of the building to watch. The employees stayed outside for a while until they were told to get back to work. The female employee did not recall seeing anybody taking pictures outside the building, although she does recall that Redacted had received a new camera from Redacted the day before. This would be one of the three witness reports within the FBI files to suggest that the Israelis had a video camera in the parking lot of Doric Towers. Another eyewitness would be someone who worked at Doric Towers, and the third person would be a resident of the apartment complex, referred to as T-1. Eyewitnesses at Doric Towers FBI agents concluded that the Israelis were in the rear parking lot of Doric Towers between 8.50 a.m. and 9.03 a.m. Doric Towers is located at 100 Manhattan Avenue, Union City, New Jersey. FBI agents telephonically interviewed two people working inside the building before the World Trade Center was attacked. They were at work the morning of the destruction of the World Trade Centers. Doric Towers was the site where three young men were seen taking video and still pictures of the destruction of the first tower. The men were in the festive mood and high-fiving each other. They were driving a white utility van. One of the two men were painting inside an apartment when his co-worker informed him of the first plane hitting the North Tower of the World Trade Center. The painter stands up from painting the baseboard, looking out the window, and noticed three young men taking video and still photographs from atop the roof of the parking garage adjoining Doric Towers. The painter also saw a white utility van next to the men and a brown van further behind them. There was no other people in the parking lot at the time. He believes this occurred between 9 a.m. and 9.10 a.m. The man left the apartment complex and went to his own apartment, which takes approximately five minutes. He looks out the window and sees both towers on fire. After six to seven minutes, he goes to another window in his apartment and sees that the men both in the white and brown van gone. The man did not see any writing on the van or any windows other than the glass on the driver and passenger sides. Three cigarette butts were found in the area where the three Israelis were taking pictures. At 8.15 a.m. on September 11, 2001, a female resident at the Doric Towers apartment complex in Union City, New Jersey, observed a male individual appearing to have a brown but not dark complexion, round face, dark hair, approximate age 30s, was driving the van. He drove the van very slowly into the rear parking lot, paused, and backed into a parking spot which from the front, overlooked the New York City skyline. No passengers were visible. Upon returning to the area at approximately 9.20 a.m. the same day, the interviewee did not see the van. The van was white and had no windows on the sides. It appeared to be a utility van for an electric company because the words electric supplies, among others, were painted on. The name of the utility or vendor company, since forgotten, was in red letters on the van. The woman noticed the vehicle because utility vehicles usually park in the front of the apartment complex, but the white van was in the rear parking lot. A second eyewitness saw the same van in the same parking lot around 8 a.m. on September 11, 2001. At 9 a.m., an unnamed housewife and resident of Doric Towers, later referred to as T1, possibly named Cedabrino, looked out of the rear window of her apartment and saw World Trade Center burning. T1 also observed three males kneeling on the roof of the white van located in the rear parking lot at the apartment complex. She noticed the individual and it appears though they noticed her. Three clean-cut white males in their mid-twenties were on top of the box-style van, which had no windows on the side. It reminded Senbrino of a telephone company-style van. One of the males appeared to be taking a still photograph and video of the other males with the WTC in the background. All of the males appeared to be jovial in that. They smiled, hugged one another, and gave high fives. The resident wrote down the license plate number of the van as it left the parking lot, J.R.J. 13 3 y The female resident T-1, Sidambrino, was first interviewed in the presence of her husband on September 11, 2001, by at least one FBI special agent. The woman was born in South America. She became a United States citizen, and eventually retired from employment. This is the woman who was contacted by telephone at 9 a.m. about smoke coming from the World Trade Center by a neighbor in Doric Towers. The neighbor was later referred to as T2. Using her bino-lux binoculars, T1 was able to get a closer look at the World Trade Center through her rear window. Then she opened the balcony door and walked onto the balcony. As she looked in the direction of the WTC she observed three males kneeling on top of a white van in the rear parking lot of the apartment complex. She noticed them and it appeared as if they noticed her. All the males were white males in their mid-twenties, no facial hair, no glasses, clean cut, no hats, all wearing short-sleeved shirts with fleeing builds. She recalls that one male, male number one, had light hair which was cut very short. The top of his hair appeared somewhat curly or wavy. He was wearing a white t-shirt and light blue jeans with a hole in the left knee. He was smoking cigarettes. She believes she has the best memory of this male. The woman remembered male number two the least of all five men. Male number three had dark, short, straight hair. The van was not parked perpendicular to the fence. According to the FBI files, instead of the front of the van, faced the southeast direction. Male number one knelt on the roof above the front passenger side of the vehicle and he faced the apartment complex. Mail number two knelt on the rear portion of the roof of the vehicle, and he faced New York City. Mail number three appeared to be taking still photographs and video of male number one and number two with the WTC in the background. All of the males appeared to be jovial. They smiled, they hugged each other, and they appeared to high-five one another. Redacted is certain that the first fire at the WTC had just started. The second explosion had not yet occurred when she noticed these males. T1 saw no one else in the rear parking lot. As the van pulled away, the woman wrote down the license plate number, J.R.J. 13Y. She didn't contact local police until she told her husband about the jovial men later that day. Her husband suggested she contacted the police. On Friday, September fourteenth, two 2001, at 7.35 a.m., The female resident, T1, was telephonically interviewed by an FBI supervisory special agent and an FBI special agent. The woman observed three males on top of a white van with one camera. The FBI file stated that the housewife believes that it was a video recording device rather than a still camera. Redacted recalls that the camera was a small, handheld unit with a liquid crystal display LCD screen. She recalls that one of the unknown males was holding a camera up to his facial area and moving the camera slowly to the side. She described this motion as panning the area. Redacted also recalls that the male appeared to be horsing around. In response to T1's initial claims, FBI agents canvassed the Doric Tower apartment building in Union City, New Jersey on September 13, 2001. To determine whether anybody residing at the apartment building could identify any of the five individuals appearing in the two pages of photocopied photographs shown to them. Residents were shown a picture of each of the five Israelis and were asked if they had seen any of the five males, males one through five, at Doric Towers and or before September 11, 2001. Separately, a male interviewee living in the apartment complex definitely saw the individual identified in the photographs as number five within the apartment building at around 3 p.m. on September tenth, two 2001, the day before the interview on September thirteenth, two 2001, as well as here and there during the preceding weekend. The individual was observed entering the elevator in the lobby along with another individual with whom he was conversing, perhaps in Spanish. The manner in which the two men were speaking suggested that they knew each other. The second man was not within the picture presented. Several times during the course of the interview, the interviewee independently volunteered that he was positive that the man identified within the photographs as number 5 was the man that he saw in the building. A female resident stated she may have seen number 3 redacted and 4 redacted around the building area throughout the past summer months. Another female who lived in the same apartment stated males number 2 and number 4 looked familiar, she recognized them from around the apartment building. A mole on the face of one of the men was an identifying mark that both women remembered. A male resident believed male number three, or someone that looked similar to him, had visited his apartment redacted in the past. Another female resident said that she may have seen male number four before, but she didn't recall where and when. An unnamed male, possibly the apartment complex manager, or superintendent, did not recognize any of the five males. However, when asked about Urban Moving Company, he told agents that a tenant in the apartment called on Sunday, 9-9-2001, and stated he and his wife, redacted, would be moving out of the building Monday morning on September tenth, two 2001. In a phone message to the unnamed male, the tenant stated in the message that Urban Moving Company would be moving them, Redacted thought this odd because Redacted had paid through the end of September and had not given an early notice of his intentions to move. Whoever the married couple was, they had a joint checking account with Chase Manhattan Bank with an address to Hoboken, New Jersey, O seven O three zero. They were a young couple who were very quiet while living in the apartment complex. The husband did not drive. One of them took a cab to the path station to Hoboken every morning for work. Another possible male employee saw three male movers with foreign accents, moving the two tenants out of the building on September 10, 2001. When shown photographs of the five Israelis, the man did not recognize any of them as the movers. A female resident says she may have seen male number three in the Newark area and male number four in the Doric apartment complex office. Another female resident said male number four, or someone that looked similar to him, was around the apartment complex during the summer. A white female resident told the FBI agent that male number three and male number four appeared similar to the males she saw in the morning of 9/11, 2001. However, she was not sure. No positive identification was established. A white male living in the apartment complex stated that his window faces to the south side of the apartment complex building. He also stated that he recalls seeing someone who looks like male number five. Then again, no positive identification was established. Another white female resident said male number five vaguely looks like someone I've seen. I can't tell you where or when. She also told the FBI agent she may have seen this individual on a bicycle. Redacted recalls that the redacted for the apartment complex was working in the morning hours of 9-11-2001. He may operate a van. No positive identification was established. Another female resident stated that she observed a white car in the far southeast corner of the rear parking lot on the morning of 9-11-2001. An unidentified female appeared to be sitting on the vehicle and taking photographs of New York. No positive identification was established. A white male resident thought male number three resembled a homeless man that sleeps near the apartment complex. Another white male resident walked onto his balcony between 9 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. and did not see anyone in the rear parking lot, nor did he recognize any of the Israelis. A Union City, New Jersey woman, possibly a resident at Doric Towers, was interviewed at a residence about the five Israelis. She recognized mail number 4 from standing in line for the bus at the Port Authority in New York, New York. Another eyewitness recalled seeing a white van in the rear parking lot of the apartment complex on the morning of September 11th. The van was white and had no windows on the sides. It appeared to be a utility van for an electrical company. The name of the company, since forgotten, was in red letters on the van. Usually utility or service vehicles at the complex building parked in the front. This vehicle was parked in the back, which is why it came to the interviewee's attention. It seemed out of place. On September 17, 2001, two FBI agents interviewed a male eyewitness in his Doric Towers apartment, located at 100 Manhattan Avenue, Union City, New Jersey. The person previously telephoned the New York FBI and it indicated that he had photographs prior to the explosions at the World Trade Center. However, upon review... The photographs appeared to be taken around the time of the collapse of the first tower, not prior to the attack. After the interview, while waiting for the elevator, the agents noticed a drawing approximately eye-level on the wall near the elevator call buttons. The drawing appeared to depict the World Trade Center towers. This was evident by the shape of the building depicted, with one tower bearing a large antenna at the top. There was no evidence indicating how long the drawing had been there. Liberty State Park Sightings On September 14, 2001, the FBI's New York Division, with the assistance of the New York Office, NYO, initiated an investigation predicated upon the detention of five Israeli nationals who may have possessed information about the terrorist incident targeting the Twin Towers of New York City's World Trade Center on 9-11-2001. FBI agents in Newark received information about a big white 2000 Chevy van or a panel truck with urban movers written in black on the side of the vehicle spotted in the Marine Terminal Building in Liberty State Park. The male eyewitness said that the vehicle could have been a U-Haul truck. After spotting the vehicle on September 11, 2001, the eyewitness mentioned that later he was in the vicinity of Port Authority slash George Washington Bridge, When he noticed someone wearing a Bergen County fireman's uniform. The eyewitness stated that he was unaware that Bergen County had a fire department. A male eyewitness arrived at Liberty State Park in New Jersey City, New Jersey sometime between 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. The eyewitness drove from his residence to Liberty State Park, Jersey City, New Jersey in order to give blood. 20 or 30 minutes later the eyewitness observed a truck entering Liberty State Park. The truck was new, either a 2000 or 2001 model year GMC box truck with dual rear wheel. The side of the box had a sign which said Urban Moving in black letters. Redacted did not recall the exact words, but recalled it contained wording to the effect of Urban and Moving Company along with unrecalled 973 telephone numbers. The truck had no apparent dings, dents, or scratches on it, and was remarkably clean for a moving truck. The truck backed into a packing space near the pier within 50 feet of the water. Redacted did not see anyone exit the vehicle. The urban moving truck left Liberty State Park just after an announcement was made to close Ellis Island. At this time, Redacted saw three males approach and enter the vehicle. The eyewitness described Unsub One as the driver of the van. Unsub One is Savon Kuzberg. He and his skin tone, which would have been that of a Mexican origin, Unsub One looked light and did not look like he worked as a mover. He wore faded blue jeans, white short sleeve t-shirt, and a black vest, possibly leather. Unsub One also wore a black fanny pack of average size, which hung to look as if it contained three to five pounds of weight inside. The fanny pack hung just below Unsub One's front left pocket of his jeans. Redacted did not get a good look of Unsub Two or Unsub Three, Unsub 2 earned a digital of 35mm camera with a zoom lens. The three unsubs entered the vehicle and departed the area. A third eyewitness at Liberty State Park saw a big white model 2000 Chevrolet van or possibly panel truck or U-Haul truck bearing the words Urban Movers in black lettering along the side. The vehicle was observed in the Liberty State Park's Marine Terminal in Jersey City, New Jersey, located across the Hudson River. From WTC. Pursuant to this information, East Rutherford, New Jersey police authorities stopped an urban moving systems van at a pre-positioned roadblock which was occupied by males similar to those described by eyewitnesses above. The van had been traveling eastbound along State Route 3 in New Jersey. Following the stop, police detained five individuals, all Israeli nationals, on the grounds that they may have had information pertaining to the WTC explosions. A Union City, New Jersey female resident said that at approximately 12.30 p.m. on September 11, 2001, she was returning to New Jersey on the Liberty State Park Ferry from New York City, New York. She identified male number four or somebody that looked similar to him as being on the same ferry. White Glove Movers At least three of the five Israelis' nationals were seen at the rear parking lot of Doric Towers. Likewise, three of the same Israeli nationals were seen at Liberty State Park. From there, the van was headed to White Glove Movers in New Jersey. FBI files stated it was a 10-minute drive from Urban Moving Systems Warehouse to the White Glove location. Those files do not account for the alleged stop for gas at J&S Golf at 2.14 p.m. One of the five Israelis entered the White Glove Movers location and spoke with someone inside. It was after leaving White Glove and looking for a crossing into New York, FBI files reveal, that they were stopped by the police and arrested. It was at this point that Redacted admitted that he had additional information. Redacted stated that on his way to the parking lot, Redacted remarked, I'm glad I brought my camera today. Was this a video camera or still a photography camera? The Israeli who admitted that he had additional information for the FBI agents also told authorities that one of the Israelis in the rear parking lot of Doric Towers had a backpack with him and could have contained a video camera. Redacted said it's possible that Redacted was using video cameras from inside the van, but that Redacted did not see them doing so. The Arrests On September 14, 2001, an FBI special agent was given verbal authority by Assistant United States Attorney, Redacted, for the retrieval of any and all information electronically stored in the three cellular telephones found to be located inside a white van bearing New Jersey registration JRJ-13Y. This vehicle was seized and its occupants were detained as a part of the investigation of the bombing of the World Trade Center. As noted before, this was the information John Massaria requested in his FOIA request. Three days after filing the request, Massaria received the declassified FBI files instead. Your problems are our problems. On September 11, 2001, at 1.10 p.m., a statewide broadcast was sent out to the request of the FBI Newark Field Office. New Jersey police officers were told to search for a white 2000 Chevrolet van with New Jersey license plate JRJ-13Y with an Urban Moving system sign on the back. The van was spotted by eyewitnesses at Liberty State Park in New Jersey City, New Jersey, at the time of the first impact of a jet airliner into the World Trade Center. Three individuals with the van were seen celebrating after the initial impact and subsequent explosions. FBI Newark Field Office is requesting that a van is located, hold for prints and detained individuals. The declassified FBI files specifically mention explosions at the World Trade Center several times. The five Israeli nationals were arrested at 3.56 p.m. After their arrest, two FBI special agents interviewed East Rutherford, New Jersey police officer, Scott DiCarlo, about the arrests. DiCarlo and several other officers were assigned to a traffic detail, diverting traffic from Route 3 East to Route 120 North and Route 3 West. In his preliminary report, Officer Scott DiCarlo observed a van traveling quite slower than the rest of traffic east towards me on the service road. I immediately informed Sergeant Ravelli, the OIC at the scene, of the possibility of a match on the vehicle, As this officer approached the vehicle, I did not observe a front license plate. I went to the rear of the vehicle and observed the license plate, New Jersey, J.R.J. 13Y. I felt that the only letter difference in the plate could have been a mistake and a request confirmation. The return transmission revealed the plate on the van matched the broadcast, so at this time I returned to the driver door and requested the driver to stop the vehicle and exit. The driver did not immediately exit the vehicle and was asked several more times, but he appeared to be fumbling with a black leather fanny pouch type of bag. This officer then physically removed him. Sergeant Ravelli removed the passenger and one other passenger from the passenger side of the van and with minor assistance from the officer in training, T. Yannacone. The other two occupants were removed, placed on the grass off the shoulder, and the officer read all five individuals their Miranda rights. The van was secured and headquarters was requested to immediately notify the county bomb squad and FBI of the situation. All occupants were transported to the state police facilities inside the Meadowlands Sports Complex by state troopers to await the arrival of the FBI. Fast 5 East Rutherford Police Officer Scott DeCarlo described the five occupants in the vehicle. Along with his descriptions, I have also included additional information found in the classified FBI files. Driver Sivan Kurzberg. Kurzberg was born in Israel on February 2, 1978. He had two known addresses at the time. The first was at 100 Lawrence Street, Brooklyn, New York, and the other was in Poth- and the other was and the other was in Poth- Israel. He also had a renewed passport that has originally expired on March 20th, 2001. The passport was extended until October 22nd, 2005. He had a relative in Charlotte, North Carolina, to whom he wrote a letter to. More notably, Kersberg told the arresting officer De Carlo, We are Israeli. We are not your problem. Your problems are our problems. The Palestinians are the problem. Savan was wearing blue jeans, torn at the knee. With a gray and black shirt. He was found with a black bag, fanny pack. The black bag that the driver was fumbling with contained all of his belongings. See attached receipt from the FBI for its contents. This officer did not speak to the special agent in charge, Kevin Donovan, and there were many other agents involved in the investigation, two of which were Dan O'Brien, 792 3389, and Robert F. Taylor, Jr., 973. 792-3327. Front seat passenger, Oded Elner. Elner was born on December 6, 1975. He was found with an Israeli passport and had an address in Brooklyn, New York. He lived with at least two people whose names have been censored in the FBI files. He also had an American Express card, numbers 3755 1809 along with a white sock-like sack filled with $4,700 in cash. He made sure to tell the arresting officer we Israeli. Oded told Sergeant Ravelli that they were on their way to the Lawrence Street in Brooklyn, where they are staying with a roommate. I believe the roommate mentioned was a female. Rear seat passenger, Yaron Shemel. Shamel was born in Israel on November 21, 1975, and was listed as being German in FBI files. He had an Israeli passport that was issued on April 7, 1991, expired on April 4, 1993, and was extended until August 7, 2000. Yaron also had a German passport that was issued on March 15, 1999, and Tel Aviv which expired on March 14, 2004. After he was arrested, FBI agents requested HQ verify the validity of German-issued passport with Berlin Ligat. Yaron had two known addresses, one at 1345 Drexel Avenue, number 6, Miami Beach, Florida, 33139, and his other residence was in Brooklyn, New York. FBI special agents also interviewed someone who said Yaron lived in Miami one year ago. He had at least one tattoo. Yaron was employed at the Urban Moving Company. The FBI files also indicated he has children. His roommate was employed in Jersey City, New Jersey though the roommate's name and address were censored. He planned to travel to Australia and had an unnamed associate. Police believed Yaron lied to them when he told them. We were on the west side during the incident. He was wearing jean overalls when arrested. Rear seat passenger, Val Kurzberg. Kurzberg was born on February 24, 1974. He had a residence in Brooklyn, New York and an address in Dallas, Texas. He was employed at Urban Moving Company Systems Incorporated. He also had an American Express credit card. When arrested, he was wearing a pink shirt and blue jeans. Rear seat passenger, Omer Gavriel Mamari. The Chevrolet van was registered to Omer Gavriel Mamari, who was born on November 28, 1979, in New York, New York. His address was listed as 509 West 212th Street, Manhattan, New York. Omer had also had an Israeli passport. He was found with a pack of cigarettes and black sunglasses. Omer is the only Israeli national mentioned who had possession of cigarettes. Arrested Developments East Rutherford Police Department Sergeant Dennis Ravelli was on the passenger side of the van when Officer DiCarlo ordered to a stop. I was able to see at least four people in the van, Ravelli wrote on his report. Two in the front and two in the back. Officer DiCarlo Read the plate number and I contacted the desk for confirmation on the plate number. The license plate number was off by one letter, so the officers contacted headquarters. Sergeant Dennis Ravelli wrote. It was confirmed that the plate on the vehicle was, in fact, the plate that the FBI had stated in the broadcast. While P.O. DiCarlo was removing the driver from the vehicle, I removed the front seat passenger. He stated, We're Israeli. He was identified via Israeli passport as Oded Elner. W.M., date of birth, twelve O six seventy five of Israel. He advised me that they were on their way to Lawrence Street in Brooklyn, where they are staying with a roommate. He did not have the exact address. Captain Felton and Detective Yannacone arrived on the scene. All five males were handcuffed, and P.O. DiCarlo read them their Miranda warnings. All five spoke and understood English, and they acknowledged their understanding of Miranda. Bergen County Bomb Squad State Police and FBI were notified. FBI agents responded and took over the scene. All five were separately transported to the state police facilities in the Meadowlands Sports Complex by state troopers. Under the FBI case file titled Twin Tower Bombings, the special agent who filled out the report described the details of the investigation. The Israelis were observed near Liberty State Park, New Jersey, celebrating and photographing the World Trade Center. WTC, explosion within minutes after the WTC was first hit by the aircraft. It should be noted that there were inconsistencies in the statements made by Yaron Schmel, who stated that the van he was on was on the West Side Highway of New York at the time of the attack of the WTC. However, he is clearly visible in photographs, enclosed, which she and other occupants in the van had taken for a rooftop parking garage located at 100 Manhattan Avenue, Jersey City, New Jersey within minutes after the first WTC building was struck by an aircraft. After the first airplane struck the World Trade Center, a white Chevrolet van, year 2000, with New Jersey license plate, JRJ-13Y, and urban moving systems written on the back, was observed at 100 Manhattan Avenue, Jersey City, New Jersey. Three of the Israelis were observed celebrating after the initial impact and subsequent explosion of the WTC. At least two of the detainees were employees of Classic International Movers Incorporated. The Chevrolet van was towed in MV's impound. The FBI investigation apparently identified seven individuals in connection with urban moving systems. FBI agents also requested further investigation of the 28 names, found in pages seized during the search of the vehicle leased to urban moving systems, as well as 72 telephone numbers. Found inside the van, Vehicle Registration 2000 Chevrolet Van. VIN Number 1GCEG 15W y 1142815 License Plate JRJ13Y. Address Vault Trust P.O. Box 83, Garden City, New York 11530. DL 940909000115300 AR BG20012390037 insurance information empire fire and marine insurance company policy number CABIND080601 agency issuing insurance card the Bellis Insurance Agency, Incorporated, 492 Franklin Avenue, Nutley, New Jersey, 07110. Insured, Urban Moving Vehicle Systems, Incorporated, 318th Street, Weehawken, New Jersey, 07087. New Jersey Auto Insurance Card, Insured, Urban Moving Systems, Incorporated, Address, 318th Street, Weehawken, New Jersey, 07 zero eight seven vehicle 00, zero GMC van, VIN 1GCEG15W4Y1142815, one 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 policy CABIND080601, zero 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 effective August 6, 2001, expires October 6, 2001, company. Empire Fire and Marine Insurance Co. Insurance Co. number 11. Agency: DeBellis Insurance Agency Incorporated, 492 Franklin Avenue, Nutley, New Jersey 07110. The white 2000 Chevrolet van with a license plate of JRJ13Y was registered to Omer Gavriel Mamari of Urban Moving Systems Incorporated with the address 312 Pavonia Pavonia Avenue. Number one, inside the van, the arresting officers found telephone numbers and names directly associated with previously identified, redacted, and activities. In the van, authorities also found money, maps, photographs, and an address book labeled redacted, two Israeli passports, one German passport, a flight coupon, a flight itinerary, a black organizer, miscellaneous notepapers, two notebooks, vacuuming, A black organizer, two pocket notebooks, a handwritten letter with a return address from Charlotte, North Carolina, an easy pass dated from 10-30-1997 for New Jersey license JRJ-13Y and redacted, two cell phones, item number 11 and number 13, Sprint Samsung and Sprint Nokia, a smart beat Motorola pager, item number 12 a flyer for garage with the opening night dated as July eleventh, two 2001, and an application to visit Australia for tourism. Also found inside the van was an FBI item number 1, three copies of each 8x10 black and white photographs, FBI item number 2, film negatives, Canon EOS SLR, and Pentax P550. Photos later developed by Newark FBI office, 35mm camera photos. Photos clearly show that the Israelis are visibly happy on nearly all the photographs. Further, the photos reveal that the Israelis had taken photographs from both the top of a van and from another location believed to be a parking lot near the Urban Moving Systems location in Weehawken, New Jersey. One camera. Film from the bag, Still photographs from the Canon 35mm camera, developed later, show two of the Israelis in a parking lot adjacent to the Doric Tower apartments. The three Israelis sitting together on top of the white van are visibly smiling at at least three of the photographs. The photographs also reveal that all five Israelis later observed the WTC burning from a location on top of the roof of an urban moving systems warehouse located adjacent to the urban moving systems office located described herein. How could a photograph reveal that all five men observed the World Trade Center burning unless a tripod was used or a sixth person was behind the camera? We won't know for sure until we see the photographs for ourselves. FBI agents believe that the Israelis' photographs were taken closer in time to the explosions of Tower No. 2, South Tower, than to the initial impact into Tower No. 1. One of the Israelis apologized for appearing happy in the photographs, and added that Israel had been dealing with instances like this for years. He believes that the United States will take steps to stop terrorism in the world. Listed as photographs found in the van. Ryder truck, tag number R9051J. Hash pipe, adapted Nesquik drink bottle with spout. Black cat and boarded up house. WTC lit up at night. Great Lawn Oval, Central Park, two men posing by a pair of signs left, no dogs allowed on Great Lawn Oval, and right, Great Lawn Diagram Slash Description, woman wearing cowboy hat, white with black spots, black fanny pack, one address book, an ELAL luggage tag, visa check card, state of Israel driver's license, WTC1 visitor card, dated 7-11-2001, cash, $1,020 bills, 2230 additional cash international student identity card ISIC valid from September of 2000 until December of 2001 full-time student olympic airways airline ticket and itinerary on June 15th 2001 the unknown person was on flight 302 from Tel Aviv Israel at 655 a.m. scheduled to arrive in Athens Greece at 855 a.m. The person departed Athens, Greece at 12.20 p.m. on Flight 411 and arrived at JFK International Airport in New York, New York at 4.10 p.m. Calling Cards Uni Connection Prepaid Calling Card for $10 ISSTA-012 Card Calling Card Israel Three $5 phone cards Two $2 Internet User ID issued in early April of 2001 Business cards, unknown. Lone Star Janitorial Service, Urban Moving Systems Incorporated, Hebrew handwriting on back. Immigration Office, handwritten initials in Cyrillic across bottom of card. I-94 Departure Records, USINS. STA Travel, Travel Advisor. ISSTA Lines, Israeli Youth and Student Travel Company, 21 Herzl Street. Hadera 38204 Israel, JNS Golf, 1324 Willow Avenue, corner at 14th Street, Hoboken, New Jersey, 07030, La Quinta Inns Incorporated, 13235 Stemmons Freeway, Farmers Branch, Texas, 75234, Addison, www.addisontexas.net along Beltline Road at Dallas North Tollway, Q. Associates, Consulting Engineer-slash-Arc Real Estate, Licensed Master Plumber, 119 Essex Street, New York, New York, 10002, Avis rent Systems, Incorporated, 304 East 64th Street, New York, New York, 10021, Urban Moving Systems, Incorporated, with both New Jersey and New York addresses, The Jewish-Israeli Yellow Pages. Al & Associates, Attorneys at Law Real Estate. Immigration, Closing, Leases, Mortgages, Foreclosures, 355th Avenue, Suite 6912, New York, New York, 10118. Closingprofessionals.com Two International Youth Travel Cards, ISTC, UNESCO, Possible Forgeries. Valid until January of 2000. Exemplar from brochures, possibly for forgery. Valid until August of 2002. Possible forgery. Note missing graphic in top left corner. Different fonts for text. Valid 2 doesn't require a beginning date, and beginning date doesn't appear in original. Other writings found include a torn piece of paper with handwritten notes. Half a piece of an 8.5 by 11 paper with two points of contacts in two different pens and handwritings. Time and attendance records for August through September. Find the date, reverse month and day, in the fourth column, number of hours worked in third column, name in second column, and ordinal number in the first column seemed to represent shifts worked. Item number 32. Two-page letter in Hebrew. Small diary book in Hebrew text. Handwritten page in Hebrew, dated April 29, 2001. The page was inside an envelope. Postmarked Charlotte, North Carolina, 28228, and dated April 30, 2001. On the back side of the envelope was a sticker of an eight-legged cartoon character juggling six balls. The letter was sent to Motel 6 operating LP location, number 0744, 3510 Old Annapolis Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20724, room number redacted, plus Hebrew text a letter of introduction from the Kirat-Ono branch of Bank of Haprolin in the U.S. Embassy. It's believed this person is the second in a specific group of applicants for the travel to U.S. It is possible that Redacted isn't associated with the others in the group, except by his ties to a travel agency processing a group of travelers together. But the others could have also have contacts of Redacted. Other items found. Garage Flyer. Opening night at July eleventh, two 2001. EIAL luggage tag from Charlotte, North Carolina, 28210. International driver's license for a resident of Israel. Written in French, seals seemingly in Hebrew, placed over vehicle categories B and C, and either side of the photographs of Holder include a place to show excluded countries. Israeli driver's license with photo. Payment date was August 19, 1999. License valid until June 12, 2004. Student ID card for the Israeli Student and Academics Organization. American Express card. Valid from July of 2000 until July of 2002. Member since 2000. What was not found? Newark FBI agents also reported what was not found. Oddly, equipment typically used in a moving company's daily duties was not found, including work gloves, blankets, straps, ropes, boxes, dollies, rollers, etc. Also not found was the video camera that Redacted observed at least one of the males using to film the explosions at WTC. When Newark's criminal division interviewed the detainees about what might have been on the missing video camera, it was determined that several of the detainees had, by their own admission, lied, though four of the five Israeli nationals were given polygraph tests Only two of them were given polygraph tests specifically related to the alleged video camera that was used to film the WTC explosions. Two FBI special agents from Newark conducted a follow-up investigation on September 20, 2001. The two agents conducted the review in an attempt to locate the green lighters shown in one of the photographs, located evidence of a video camera, and to determine the accuracy of the time and date LCD readout Of the Canon EOS 2000 camera. After completing the search of the van and its contents, both agents were unable to locate the lighter or video camera and any evidence of a video camera. An FBI laboratory file points out that a TDK-160VHS videotape K1966 was received on October 1, 2001, adding that the results of the videotape examinations are included in this report. Explosive Evidence Inside the van, authorities found a positive result for the presence of explosive traces. According to the declassified FBI files, a search of the van and individuals was conducted at the same time of the vehicle's stop. The vehicle was also searched by a trained bomb-sniffing dog, which yielded a positive result for the presence of explosive traces. Swabs of the vehicle's interior were taken and those samples were sent to the FBI laboratories for further analysis. Final results are still pending. Officer DeCarlo, or one of the other officers on the scene, notified the Bergen County Bomb Squad. Bergen County Bomb Squad dispatched. 1856, Bergen County PD requests ERES and ERFD to stand by the ramp from the sports complex to the New Jersey Turnpike. The FBI found at least four items related to explosive materials inside the van. Item number 15 is listed as a fabric sample, explosive residue. Item number 16 is listed as control swabs, assay, gloves. Item number 17 is listed as control swabs, bomb suits. Item number 34 is listed as a blanket sample for explosive residue. A videotape and several still photographs were sent to the laboratory examiner. Explosives Unit. Not mentioned in the declassified FBI files was the alleged NYPD audio recording about an explosion inside of a truck. In the recording, officer requests that the bomb squad assist them on King Street. It's unclear if the truck was in any way related to the numerous fans mentioned in the FBI files. We need to put some inaudible north of 6th Avenue inaudible. All I know is remote-controlled planes filled with explosives. The police radio recording between several New York City police officers on September 11, 2001, specifically mentioned a big truck with a mural painted on the airplane diving into New York City and exploding. Don't know what's on the truck. The truck is in between 6th and 7th on King Street. The bomb squad was en route to King Street when one of the officers spoke about a mural on the side of the truck. A mural painted, airplane diving into New York blowing up, Two men get out of the truck, ran away from it. We got those two under. A minute later, another officer reported, We have both suspects under. We have the suspects who drove the van. The van exploded. We both, both under. Let's get them some help over there. We have both inaudible. That exploded? Is that correct? The white van. On September 20th, 2001, Newark FBI agents interviewed a female employee of Urban Moving Systems at their home in Union City, New Jersey. She told the FBI, Urban Moving Company had only one white van, which did not have any lettering on the side, and reflecting the name of the company. However, she recalled seeing magnetic panels with lettering for Urban Moving Company in the office at some point in the past. On the day of the Twin Towers being struck by aircraft, she could not recall seeing the white van owned by the company in its usual parking space on the side of the building. On September 17, 2001, two FBI special agents went to the Urban Moving Systems location to obtain information about how urban employees record that they have arrived for work, time cards for example, while at the Urban Moving System officer and warehouse, FBI agents saw several trucks parked in the parking lot behind the building. Three of them were white trucks, not vans, with urban moving systems written on the side of the vehicle. One truck had urban moving systems written in black lettering, and the other two had orange and black lettering on both sides. Another white urban moving systems truck had no license plate and had nothing written on the side of the trailer. The Penske Truck At 11.30 p.m. on September 10th of 2001, a Penske truck leased by urban moving systems was stopped by Pennsylvania State Police for a traffic violation. The two individuals in the truck were Israeli nationals, apparently on their way to Columbus, Ohio. Then on September 11, 2001, the Pennsylvania State Police Department detained two Israeli nationals in a yellow Penske box truck upon the request of Newark. Police officers inspected the Penske truck, which apparently belonged to two employees of Urban Moving Systems. Those two Israeli nationals also told the officers that they were going to Columbus, Ohio. When Newark later questioned, redacted, of urban moving systems about the vehicle's presence in Pennsylvania, he could not offer an explanation. The two occupants in the vehicle were supposed to be completing a moving job in a different part of the country. Newark also received reports from law enforcement officials in New England that a second vehicle displaying markings for urban moving systems was known to have stopped somewhere between New York and Boston on 9-11-2001 for the purpose of asking for directions to Boston, Massachusetts. The occupants of the second urban moving systems vehicle were also identified as Israeli nationals. The same two Israelis who were pulled over by the police on September 10th of 2001 were again stopped by Pennsylvania State Police on September 12th, and this time they were detained. During the questioning by the Pennsylvania State Police, according to the FBI reports, the Israeli advised that they weren't in New York on 9-11-2001. A gasoline purchase receipt recovered by the Pennsylvania State Police seemed to contradict their claim in the receipt, date of 9-11-2001, was for gasoline purchased in New Jersey. Authorities discovered that the statements made by the vehicle's occupants contradicted documentation found in the vehicle, as well as statements made by urban moving systems, redacted as to the vehicle's true destination and purpose. The president-owner of Urban Moving Systems was questioned about the delivery schedule of the two Israelis. According to the declassified FBI files, the schedule for September 11, 2001, did not include any pickups or deliveries outside of New Jersey. The two Israelis were stopped while traveling in the direction of the site of the hijacked plane that crashed outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. There are four photographs mentioned relating to the two UMS employees were detained by the Pennsylvania State Police and later questioned and polygraphed by the Philadelphia Field Office. The FBI files also reveal that the Penske truck was leased by urban moving systems of 3 West 18th Street, Weehawken, New Jersey, and both Israelis had Florida driver's license. They were also citizens of Israel. The two Israelis were detained at York County Detention Center by INS in York County, Pennsylvania, and were believed to be associated with the five Israeli nationals At the very least, they were employed by the same company, Urban Moving Systems. One Florida license was issued on July 31, 2001. His reasons for getting a driver's license was to cut down on transportation costs and borrow a friend's car to drive places. After the polygraph, one of the two Israelis arrested in Pennsylvania admitted to being untruthful regarding his employment status. He stated he wasn't getting paid by Urban Moving, but only helping, redacted, Later, he admitted that he was, in fact, getting paid directly by urban moving. The employment status of Redacted stated that he didn't work and all that was visiting from Israel. He later admitted that he did not work in the U.S., but did not want to get her in trouble. When questioned about whether he was untruthful about matters pertaining to the terrorist incident, Redacted said absolutely not. On September 13, 2001, Pennsylvania State Police interviewed a male New Jersey resident, at the PSP Barracks at 899 Cherry Street, Montoursville, Pennsylvania. This person was a former Urban Moving Systems employee at 3 West 18th Street, Weehawken, New Jersey. The witness reported that something happened at 9 a.m. on September 10th of 2001, though that portion was censored in the report. The one uncensored sentence in the paragraph stated, More detailed directions were in the cab of his truck. What type of directions? Because this section is so heavily censored, it's impossible to understand what detailed directions the agent writing the report was referring to. Most of the employees of UMS that work like him are Israeli citizens visiting the United States. He did not know Redacted prior to his working for UMS. He was not aware of the pay arrangements Redacted has with UMS. Redacted was not paid by him from his 20 cents per mile. His passport was stolen sometime in October or November of 2000. His visas to be in the United States legally expired in July of 2000. The man's only proof of identification given to investigators was a driver's license from somewhere unknown. He was fingerprinted and photographed. Other Israeli vehicles. Sometimes around 1 p.m. on September 11, 2001, three dark-skinned males had been observed driving a white van bearing New Jersey plates on Spirit Brook Road near Nashua, New Hampshire, just outside of Boston. According to the report, the drivers of the van appeared to be lost. The van had a sign on the side for Urban Moving Systems. Additionally, two complaints were received which indicated that urban moving system vehicles had been spotted in the greater Boston MA metropolitan area, one in Plymouth, Massachusetts, and one in Nashua, New Hampshire. Before that, on August 14, 2001, two Israeli nationals in a Ryder truck were stopped by a Mount Holly police officer at 10.30 p.m. and were found to be in possession of a Ryder rental truck, which was overdue and reported stolen. Both were taken into custody and held in Helen Burlington County Jail. The following day, at 4.55 a.m., their bail was posted by two other Israeli nationals, The two individuals were also in possession of an overdue rental truck, which was also reported stolen. All were arrested and charged with possession of stolen property. These individuals were identified as Israeli nationals operating a moving company called Redacted. The statements given to the arresting officers were inconsistent and did not make any sense. All four individuals provided home addresses in Florida. The arresting officer could not establish any legitimate reason why the individuals were in Mount Holly, New Jersey. Interrogations On September 17, 2001, Haritz Tel Aviv reported the five are expected to be deported sometime soon. The article, Five Israelis Detained for Puzzling Behavior After WTC Tragedy by Yossi Melman, claimed that the five detainees had been kept in solitary confinement for three days and had been humiliated, stripped of their clothes, and blindfolded. The mother of one of the men told Haritz that all five men worked for urban moving systems. Between two months and two years, they had been arrested some four hours after the attack on the Twin Towers while filming the smoking skyline from the roof of their company's building, she said. It appeared that they were spotted by one of the neighbors who called the police and the FBI. The mother of one of the five Israeli nationals told Haaretz that her son had been tortured by an FBI in a basement. He was stripped to his underwear. He was blindfolded and questioned for 14 hours. They thought that because he was a citizenship of a European country as well as of Israel that there was working for Mossad. Her son could be the Israeli with German citizenship. The article also explained that the five were being charged with illegally residing in the United States and working there without permits. According to the Haaretz article, the foreign ministry told the families that the FBI had denied holding the five and the consulate had chosen to believe the FBI. The mother said the foreign ministry was later informed that the FBI had arrested the five for puzzling behavior. They are said to have been caught videotaping the disaster and shouting in what was interpreted as cries of joy and mockery. On September 13, 2001, according to the FBI reports, two of the five Israeli nationals were given polygraph tests concerning the issue of whether a video camera had been used to film the crash of an aircraft into the WTC. After inconsistencies were found in the statements of the five Israelis, the interview was conducted of T1, the woman who had saw the Israeli with a video camera, and other tenants at Dor Tower Apartments. The two men denied having a video camera. FBI agents then obtained a search warrant to search the offices of Urban Moving Systems in Weehawken, New Jersey. Authorities did not find the video camera, but they did seize 15 computers and a network server. FBI agents noted the unusually large number of computers relative to the number of employees for such a fairly small business. Further investigations identified several pseudonames or aliases associated with Urban Moving Systems and its operations. During the polygraph tests, one of the Israelis admitted that he had been employed as a redacted in Israel with responsibilities for redacted in Israel. And one of the Israelis' personal notebooks was a business card for NIS, a business dealing in general services and driver's license, telephone number redacted. According to FBI records, that telephone number is referenced in a Miami investigation as subscribed redacted. What was being investigated in Miami. Four of the five detainees were given polygraph examinations not specifically related to the alleged video camera. Numerous discrepancies in their statements, specifically as to their location during the time immediately preceding the attack on the WTC, as well as photographs in which some of the Israelis appeared visibly happy by the attack, led FBI-NK to further pursue a possible criminal link between these Israelis and the events associated with WTC. After the polygraph tests were completed, the number of discrepancies in the statements made by the five Israelis continued to increase. Why only four of the five Israeli nationals were given polygraph tests has not yet been revealed. During the interviews with FBI agents, one of the five Israeli nationals never fully revealed the satisfactions of interviewing agents, how handwritten telephone numbers found in his personal notebook just happened to be redacted. In light of the seriousness of Newark's investigation, and considering the totality of the mounting circumstantial evidence indicating either direct or indirect links between the five Israeli nationals, redacted, Newark found no basis to suggest redacted, was in possession of any prior knowledge relating to the attacks of the World Trade Center. Also, a phone number was found inside a notepad belonging to one of the five Israeli nations. The overseas telephone number, Redacted, was coincidentally subscribed to by an individual in South America with an authentic tie to Islamic militants in the Middle East, Redacted. This number was later identified as a legitimate bank account belonging to a friend of Redacted, who lent him $200. At least one of the five Israeli nationals were working for the Israeli government through his employment. For an undisclosed business, this belief was based on physical evidence as well as redacted statements to the special agents at the FBI. The Cigarette Man On September 18, 2001, two FBI special agents interviewed one of the five detainees inside the Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn, New York. He was born in Israel and majored in psychology. He speaks Hebrew and English and knows a few phrases in Arabic and Yiddish. The interviewee served in the Israeli army but stated he didn't possess a security clearance and his duties included being a supply clerk in charge of ordering computer-related supplies. During the interview with FBI agents, the Israeli requested a cigarette. This is most likely the one detainee who was found with a pack of cigarettes on him. Also, three cigarette butts were found in the rear parking lot of the Doric Towers on September 11, 2001. It's possible those three cigarette butts belonged to the same Israeli detainee. The Israeli's second visit to the United States was on July 10th of 2001. When he arrived at JFK International Airport aboard Olympics Airlines, the Israeli stayed in a friend's apartment in Manhattan. He was hired at Urban Moving Systems in Weehawken, New Jersey. He was not referred to UMS by anyone and did not know anyone employed by UMS prior to his first day of employment. However, about two weeks ago, A UMS employee recognized him as a former Israeli army member. When the Israeli was arrested, he lied to FBI agents. When he told them that he had worked for UMS for only one day, his reason for doing so was because he was afraid that he would be prosecuted for illegally working in the U.S. on a visitor's visa. The detainee also told FBI agents that he had never had contact with anyone associated with the U.S. intelligence or other foreign intelligence agencies. He advised that, to his knowledge, he had never been in contact with anyone associated with Israeli intelligence. During the interview, the cigarette man told the two FBI agents he had left the apartment in Brooklyn around 8 a.m. on the morning of September 11, 2001. While walking through the Port Authority bus terminal, he noticed many commuters running towards television monitors located throughout the terminal. He was able to walk close enough to a television to notice what had captured everyone's attention was what appeared to him to be a building on fire. He boarded bus 126 at 9 a.m. and exited the bus to its first stop in New Jersey, which is located in the proximity to the Lincoln Tunnel's New Jersey entrance. From the bus stop, he could clearly see the Twin Towers burning, and he believes that they were still erect at the time. He arrived at Urban Moving Systems in Weehawken, New Jersey, sometime between 9.15 a.m. and 9.20 a.m., and found that Redacted, 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 and Redacted, name unknown, at about 11 a.m., told Redacted that they are taking down the second building, and they were going to see from the roof. At first, the cigarette-smoking Israeli detainee believed that the authorities had purposely collapsed the building to prevent the additional damage that would be caused by the building tumbling to its side. It was not until later that night that he saw a TV news report in jail that he realized that the planes had caused the building's collapse. The man and someone else then climbed on top of a truck and made their way onto UMS's roof. They spent about 10 to 15 minutes on the roof, whereas he took one photograph of redacted and redacted together, and redacted, the other took various other photographs. He claimed he never saw anyone in the group with a video camera or tripod and does not recall setting the items during the only time he visited Redacted's apartment on 9-11-2001. The man also told the FBI agents, while the group was on the roof, they just took pictures and moved from roof to roof, looking for the best vantage point. There was no arguments among anyone in the group that they spent most of their time viewing the damage of the Twin Towers. When they came down from the roof, Redacted borrowed money for lunch from Redacted and he walked to the deli down the block from UMS where he purchased a ham sandwich. Redacted spent about 15 minutes in the deli and learned that the tunnels had been closed. When he got back to UMS, he was told that UMS had closed and that they had been dismissed. Since he had no other way of getting home, Redacted accepted Redacted's invitation to sleep overnight at his apartment. They went back inside UMS where Redacted queried the internet to find alternative ways of driving into Brooklyn. About 30 minutes, Redacted, and he left UMS in the white van. Redacted stated he jumped in the back of the white van where he fell asleep on top of blankets. He woke up later when the van made a stop and someone placed skis in a red bag in the back of the van. The stop made by the van was most likely to white glove moving in New Jersey. He went back to sleep again and next time he awoke, he heard a police officer ask Sivan Kurzberg for his driver's license and within a minute, they were arrested at gunpoint and were taken to jail. Sometime after he was detained, the Israeli told police, Israel now has hope that the world will now understand us. Americans are naive and America is very easy to get inside. There are not allowed checks in America and now America will be tougher about who gets into their country. The cigarette man broke down emotionally numerous times and cried. He wondered if he would ever see his family again and questioned the interviewing agents when or if he would be released. Classic International Movers Arrested Four more Israeli nationals were also arrested in New Jersey soon after the terror attacks. Based on information provided by Miami Division, Newark initially detained and interviewed four employees of the Classic International Movers, a New Jersey-based moving company which was believed by Miami to have been utilized as a mover by one of the 19 alleged hijackers involved in the terrorist attacks. All four detained employees were identified as Israeli nationals who had redacted and recently entered the U.S. from various locations in South America. One of the four employees of Classic International Movers was visibly disturbed by the agent's questioning regarding his personal email account. Redacted of note is that the telephone number for Classic International Movers also appeared in one of the aforementioned notebooks seized from the five Israelis already held in detention by FBI NK. Urban Moving Systems Warehouse The FBI files also revealed some interesting information about the urban moving systems. A search of urban moving systems we in New Jersey revealed more oddities which caused the search team Lear to characterize the company as a possible fraudulent operation. Little evidence of a legitimate business operation was found. Evidence recovery agents did seize, however, 16 separate computer units used by urban moving systems. The FBI presence at the Urban Moving Systems search site drew the attention of the local media and was later reported on both television and in local press. A former Urban Moving Systems employee contacted the New Newark Division with information indicating that he had quit his employment with Urban Moving Systems due to high amount of anti-American sentiment present among Urban's employees. The former employee stated that an Israeli employee of Urban had even once remarked Give us 20 years and we'll take over your media and destroy your country. FBI agents seized 16 urban moving system computers and one server and then sent them to Newark's Franklin Township, RA. The oddities with urban moving systems, along with the deception over the alleged usage of a video camera by the Israeli employees and the observed positive reaction by the Israeli detainees to the explosions at WTC, caused Newark Squad C9, FBI agents, to investigate further. When they investigated further, it's also censored. However, wherever the investigation led to, it involved the assistance of agents of the NYO because of their knowledge in past investigations. Based on the heavily censored FBI reports, the investigation seemed to involve FBI agents from San Diego and Miami. Based on the information provided by the Miami Division, FBI files revealed Newark detained initially and interviewed four employees of Classic International Movers a New Jersey-based moving company, which was believed by Miami to have been used by one of the 19 alleged hijackers involved in all the terrorist attacks. All four employees, Israeli nationals, had served in the Israeli military and entered the U.S. from the various locations in South America. On September 17, 2001, two FBI special agents interviewed a male who lived in Syracuse, New Jersey, and worked in Weehawken. The interviewee gave the special agents the surveillance videotape from his place of employment. According to an FBI report, this videotape provides a view of the area surrounding the Redacted and cover the dates of 9-10-2001. Redacted is located near urban moving systems. Redacted identifies movers from urban moving systems by the orange shirts that many of them often wear. Redacted read about the FBI's interest in urban moving systems in a newspaper and believed that urban moving systems may not be a legitimate business operation, but could not substantiate this claim with factual information. On August 21, 2001, ADT Security Systems followed a sales lead for a new security system for Urban Moving Systems, Incorporated. An ADT employee met with two workers at the UMS warehouse. The employee told FBI agents that he was not allowed to look at the second floor. He also said the first floor of the warehouse was empty, except for a forklift and garbage cans. Weehawken police and FBI special agents from both Newark and New York were involved in the second search of urban moving systems on October 12, 2001. By that time, the building and all of its contents had been abandoned by the owner of urban moving systems. This was apparently being done to avoid criminal prosecution after the 9-11-2001 arrest of five of his employees and subsequent seizure of his office computer systems, by the members of the FBI NK on and around 9 13, 2001. The search and seizure involved 35 3.5 magnetic disks, floppy disks, 57 compact disks, and two IOMEGA zip disks, 100 megabytes. During the first search of the UMS location on September 13, 2001, FBI NK noted that unusually large numbers of computers relative to the number of employees for such a fairly small business. Further investigations identified several pseudonames or aliases associated with Urban Moving Systems and its operations. Max Movers was basically the same company as Urban Moving Systems. According to what one of the five Israelis told authorities, Max Movers is the name given to the part of the company that does long-distance moves. Both Urban Moving Systems and Max Movers were owned by the same person and operated from the same physical storage and office locations. FBI Conclusions An FBI file dated September 24, 2001, explained that both the Newark and New York divisions conducted a thorough investigation which determined that none of the Israelis had any information or prior knowledge regarding the bombing of the World Trade Centers. Furthermore, Newark and New York determined that none of the Israelis were actively engaged in clandestine intelligence activities in the United States. The FBI's investigation of the five Israelis was coming to an end. In the end, the Newark investigation found no factual or substantive circumstantial information to corroborate eyewitness accounts the five Israelis nationals videotaped the attack on the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center. Investigation did find that still photographs were taken of the attack by the individuals with a 35 millimeter camera found in their possession. New York investigations found no factual or substantive circumstantial information to indicate the five Israelis nationals on on top of the parking garage, videotaping prior to the first hijacked aircraft, striking number two of the World Trade Center. Numerous circumstantial facts strongly support that the five individual statements they traveled to the roof of the parking garage after learning of the attacks from radio broadcasts and internet news sites. None of the pictures developed from the film found inside the 35 millimeter camera depicted the Twin Towers prior to the attacks. On or about 11:20 of 2001, all five of the Israeli nationals held in detention under authority of the United States Immigration and Naturalization Service, INS, were served a deportation order, then discharged from INS detention facilities in Brooklyn, New York, and escorted by INS personnel to JFK International Airport for a flight to Tel Aviv, Israel. On July 10, 2003, Newark investigation was completed and closed. In April of 2002, the report continued, An in-depth analytical inquiry was initiated by personnel from FBI HQ and other members of the U.S. intelligence community who physically traveled to Newark to review the case file. Newark was advised the purpose of the inquiry was to determine if a nexus, if any existed between the five Israeli nationals under investigation by Newark, to other Israeli nationals fitting a similar profile, some of whom had also held an INS detention around the time of 9-11-2001. The analytical inquiry further attempted to determine if these five individuals were possibly part of A, a clandestine's human intelligence collection network. Newark noted that the findings of FBI HQ's analytical inquiry are not complete at the time of this writing. Newark suggests FBI HQ's investigation, redacted, be the repository for any further investigative findings relative to suspicious activities or Israeli nationals not specifically related to Newark's inquiry investigation at the Newark is complete. However, on February 10, 2004, FBI Newark agents filed paperwork to reopen and reassign subject case. A new special agent was assigned to reopen the case. The previous agent had been reassigned to HQ. On April 14, 2004, a report filed by an FBI Newark special agent found that the evidence related to the above-listed investigation was to determine determined to be no value of the pent bomb investigation, but was found to be worthy of a CI investigation. New York's CI inquiry, Twin Towers, was closed on July of 2003. However, FBI HQ's Redacted is still pending New York and is awaiting a summary of Redacted to assist us in determining the final disposition of evidence retained by New York. My search for the truth about the terror attacks on September 11, 2001 continues. The information in the declassified FBI files proved to me that the authorities found traces of explosive material inside the white van. Authorities also believed that the Urban Moving Systems was a fraudulent company and requested a counterintelligence investigation be conducted by FBI headquarters. At least one of the five Israelis' nationals was still employed by the Israeli government on September 11th of 2001, but the FBI did not find evidence that the Israeli was collecting intelligence inside the United States. Based on the theory, the Israeli just happened to be in the New York, New Jersey area in the months leading up to the worst terror attack in American history. Sure. As for the alleged video camera, FBI agent files indicated that only three people claimed to have seen video cameras in the hands of the five Israeli detainees. Authorities also seized a TDK VHS tape, which would have been related to the alleged video camera. For some reason, the videotape was sent to the FBI laboratory examiner From the explosives units. However, it is possible that the VHS tape was not related to the alleged video camera. Regardless, the woman known as T1 never backed down from her belief that she saw a video camera in the hands of one of the three Israelis. If she was not mistaken, then the video camera must have been given to someone somewhere between Doric Towers, State Liberty Park, and the White Glove Movers location. Though one of the Israelis apologized for his jovial behavior as he watched the Twin Towers burn, there's no denying that he and the other two Israelis in the Dora Tower's rear parking lot were happy about the World Trade Center attacks. Upon arrest and during interrogations, several of the Israelis believed the terror attacks would motivate the United States to respond to terrorism, much like the way Israel responded to terror attacks in their country. This has been What is Truth? 9-11. Written by Greg Fernandez Jr. Narrated by Ryan Barry. Copyright by Greg Fernandez, Jr. Production copyright by Greg Fernandez, Jr.